0: one day in your cards. I got it right now than a thousand elsewhere. Amen. Yes. I am always, you know, I, there's a, I would say I'm always um, um, excited about coming to God's house. I do believe that the, that the Lord has special blessings that he bestows on us when we come together. I never underestimate the privilege of coming together as God's people one story in the bible uh before i go on to our message but I, i'm getting ahead of myself uh it's found in, in, in psalm 73 psalm, psalm 73 um, uh, is a story of david where he's really frustrated in his life he's expressing how 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 frustrated how tired how um, um just uh he was really feeling down on himself because he was looking at the lives of people around his life that were not serving the Lord. And it all seems like their lives were going on well. And he says, man, I have sacrificed. I've been faithful to you, God. But boy, when I look at the wicked, they have pride in their lives. Things seem to be working out for me, uh, for them. And here I am serving you, God, and I'm suffering. And 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 he's expressing his heart. Towards the Lord, and and I know how many have ever felt that way sometimes, you know. So it's real sometimes, and and then he goes on, and, and you should read that psalm for yourself. But one of the things that he gets on, and there's a new discovery that comes into lives down to about verse 17. This was not my message. I feel the Spirit of the Lord is just wanting someone to hear this this morning. He gets to the end, ar- not to the end, but around verse 16, 17, and something changes in his perspective. He says, "Until I entered." The house of the Lord. Then I saw their end. You know, he came to the house of the Lord and all of a sudden, the Lord gave him a new perspective. He was able to see things from an eternal perspective. And he realized that, boy, I might be suffering right now, but I'm a part of something bigger than what comes and fades away. And it changed the way he started praising and, you, and the psalm changes into a praise psalm after that. Why? The biggest change, he came to the house of the Lord. I'll tell you to the pastor next year, you're at the right place today. You made a good choice to be in the house of the Lord. If your wife dragged you here, or you dragged your wife here, or your kids did, that's okay, you're still in the house of the Lord. This week was a historic week for us. Um, uh, on Friday, we, ele- uh, we inaugurated a new president. Oh, come on, you can Clap. you know how much of a blessing that is? 45 times in this country, dating back to 1776, we have been able to see some bitter rivalries, but there is a change and a transition of power. And sometimes we take for granted what we have. Talk from a guy that's grown up in two different democracies. This summer we're planning, hoping by the Lord's will, we'll maybe take our family to Kenya. But what our family is telling us, well, this is a year of election. The election is in Nagas. So I wonder, so you're trying to think, I can't really visit when the election goes on. Because people have weird experiences. About 10 years ago, I've said this many times, there was an election that was close, very close. And when it's close, you got to realize... You might be passionate about one area, but there's almost just as many people as you that are passionate about another area. And what America has been able to do year in, year out, is to overcome those, and again, come back and say, we are one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Those that I agree with, and those that I disagree with. And so, every time we go through that process, we need to be thankful as believers. I know there are a lot of people out there that are upset and there are a lot of people that are happy. That's fine. God's children should be different. We are different kind of people. We should be leading the world how they should think, not the world leading us how we should think. If you've been carried away with positive and negative, i got to tell you, the Lord is still the Lord. And we need to stand together right now and we need to stand up and join our hands together and pray for our new administration. We want blessing beyond measure. We don't want this government to fail. We want them to do well. We want them to do well because it's good for us, all of us, if we pray. We are asked to pray all the time. I want you to begin to lift your voices and I'll lead us together in prayer. But you begin to pray right there under your breath. Open your mouth together. Join hands with the rest. And we want to thank God for America. Father, we bless you. We thank you for the awesome privilege of living in the greatest country in the world today, Lord. Father, we did not pick, (laughs) some of us did, but we did not choose to be here, Lord, but you, O God, ordained that we would be here at this time in history. We thank you, Lord, for the awesome heritage, O oh God, where the government is for the people and by the people, oh God. We thank you, Lord, that we as the people have an opportunity every four years to determine who our leaders are. And Father, we thank you that you have selected, O oh God, the people that you have selected to lead us in the next four years. We thank you for our President Donald Trump right now. Father, we ask for that you will bless his life, O oh God, as he assumes this office that carries so much weight and so much responsibility and so much implication. We pray, O oh God, that you will guide him by your hand. We ask that you will give him humility to realize, O oh God, that he cannot do it without you, O oh God. I pray, Lord Jesus, that you will surround him with believers, O oh God, that he will seek godly counsel oh God, over his life, O oh God, that he will walk in the fear of God, O oh Father. And we ask that you give him the wisdom that he needs to guide and to lead this nation, O oh God, in a way, of godliness, in a way of righteousness, in a way where liberty remains the the, the signature, oh God, and the heart of this country, oh God. We thank you for all those that are elected in different offices senators and members of Congress, O oh God. We pray, O oh God, for the judicial uh, uh, people and the nominees, oh God. We pray for the cabinet. We pray for all three arms of government, oh God, from the national level to the state level, oh God, and even to the local level. We ask in the name of Jesus uh, that you lift up the people in leadership uh, as they begin their new duties, O oh God, uh, that they will go do it in the fear of God, O oh God, and the love for country, O oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus. Now we ask that you protect our country against the enemy oh god we know that as long as we are united a country divided, a house divided amongst itself, will not stand and father we know that there are those who seek to divide us whatever their motivation may be but father we pray today against any spirit of the enemy that brings division among neighbors and children and families and, and communities we refuse that in the name of jesus and we declare today, O oh God, that every walk of the enemy will be exposed, O oh God, and to brought to the light. And we pray that we will move forward in unity like never before. I pray for the body of Christ in America. I thank you that even as we are joining hands today, we stand in the gap, O oh God, for our beloved country. But we, bela- we stand in the gap for our brothers and sisters in Christ all across this nation. From the north to the south, the east. And the West, we ask that you will cause the church to arise and be the light in the darkness, O God. Be the salt of the earth, O God. Not fight any kinds of fight, but fight the good fight of faith, we pray. We know that ultimately you are the one who reigns. As we sang this morning, that you reign from everlasting to everlasting. We pray that the church will be a light, the church will lead the way. The church will show what love is, the church will show what unity is. The church will show what Jesus is who Jesus is, O oh God, and that America will be one nation and a God indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. We thank you for the privilege and the liberty we have to worship you without any fear, to be able to say what we feel and what we think, oh God, without any fear or doubt, oh God. And we pray that you will continue the heritage in this country for future generations. And as for the next four years, we pray for blessing financially, we pray for blessing economically, that people will get jobs we pray that things will work together that your people may be blessed and that your kingdom may be advanced in all the earth, oh God we honor you, we glorify you, oh God almighty, in Jesus mighty name amen, and amen, come on let's give him praise, let's give him, he's worthy, he's worthy thank you Lord, thank you Lord, thank you Lord thank you Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And may that be something that we continue to do. And I tell you, it's so easy. It's so easy. You know, the Bible says, protect your heart above all things. Guard your heart above all things because out of it runs the issues of life. It is so easy, especially in a very close, tight election. And in the time that we live where we hear all the voices. You don't have to actually work hard to hear opinions. But protect your heart, dear ones. Protect your heart when you, at that times, I'm like, I wanna comment on that and the Lord says, hey, what difference is it gonna make? Pray. 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 You look across this room. This is a picture of heaven. I love it. I love our church. That we have people of all walks of life, all demographics, all, 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 all economic status, academics. Status. Again, that's the family of God. And we don't have to, anybody ever before, uh, was anybody ever forced to come here? Well, except by your parents, but. (laughs) (laughs) That one is an exception. But you know, I believe that we, the church, are the light If we show, we don't have to impose anything. We just have to live with full of Jesus and be authentic in Jesus and people will see and they will want to follow Christ. So let's fight a good fight when we fight. Let's fight a good fight. Amen? Today I want to speak to you about, this, actually continue with a, with a series that we're going to begin this morning. I've kind of done some intro on it, but the series is a concerning propel. Yeah, the word, the, the series propel. In fact, we're going to see this, this theme throughout the year. So as I introduce to you uh, this thought, I know that they are, all of us are created, and some of us know and some of us may not know, but we were created for a purpose. You did not come into this world by chance. There's uh, seven billion people out there, but God sees you as a unique person. You have a unique DNA. You are put on the planet, and place where you are placed for a purpose. Can I get an amen? amen? And when we are young, oftentimes we have this uh, dream. We have this uh, ability. You ask your little children. I have little kids, so it's amazing to me. They never think twice when you ask them about what they want to do. They never think twice, because nothing is impossible. Nothing is out there. And, and, and when we are young, we have this optimism about us. We don't see the world the same way as adults see. But as we get older, uh, we, we, we go through some, a, few, a few trials, a few testing. And uh, sometimes you discover, well, I was strong, but there are few people that are stronger than I. And then we start looking back. And we start doubting who we are. Can I really achieve it? And many people go through their whole life with dreams, with vision, with purpose, with a lot of passion. But they never fulfill. They never walk out what what God had placed inside of their hearts to be able to do. We know this, that we cannot do it with our own strength. As believers, we know that we have a God who backs us up. As long as we stay within his purpose, God will anoint us. God will enable us or give us the strength to do what he has called us to do. Problem sometimes, we try too much to do it on our own. And the Lord says, no, you don't have to do it on your own. I'm here to help you. I'm here to strengthen you. You might be shocked to realize the things that God has ordained for you specifically to do are so impactful. If he was to show us the dream that he has for you, you think you have a dream for yourself, God has a dream for you. And hello, that dream is greater than any dream you've ever imagined for yourself. The plans he has for you are greater than the plans you would have for yourself. When he blesses you, it's better than when you even bless yourself. And these principles are truth. And you look, and you do a study, you read, you look at people through history, and even right now, most people that achieve greatness, you would find that they have qualities that are kind of similar. Things like, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me pause and I'll bring that thought later. There's a guy in the Bible that I want to just look at a little bit today. His name is Samson. Samson was one of the strongest guys I think he is the strongest guy ever, physically. The guy had insane strength, physically. I wouldn't have wanted to, to do a, 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 you know, an arm wrestle with him, you know. Try that. But if you read through the Bible, you would see some of the stuff he did, you know, sometimes you read these Bible stories as if they are tales. Because we are so familiar with the stories that we don't pause to realize what it's actually telling us. Like, he did what? And you think you're like this is incredible. But it shows you how big the human potential is. Remember I was watching TV sometime. I'm gonna look at Samsung a little bit. I was watching TV sometimes, there was a show just kind of flew on. It was a show of showing these super uh incredible people that have just unique abilities. Like they all brought this one kid that could just look at numbers and a sequence of numbers and look at it. He can add up anything. He can, you know, he 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 had a mind where he saw numbers differently. You could put any equation in front of him and he'll solve it just in his head, uh, no matter how big he was. So weird, isn't it? Some people that can live do do, do and they're just strong in that one particular area. But it's just insane how incredible. They are. But it goes to show you the potential that is in us that we never even know. There is so much capacity in us that we never even touch a little bit. God created us just like that. When he created us, he says, let us make man in our own image, in, our, uh, in my own image, mid- and according to, to his likeness. And I thank God that I am born again, because I know when you know Christ, you will get to realize your full potential one day. And it goes beyond what our bodies can do. So that's a, that's a joy of knowing Jesus. So Samson was a guy that came. In your, his story is uh, written in Judges. So I'm not going to read the whole story. I'm going to narrate a few, but I'm going to read a couple passages. This is the wrong record of his uh, of his uh, birth. Uh, Samson, uh, Judges chapter three. And 24. So if you want to read his story, it's between Judges 13 and around 16. His whole story, I promise you can read it today, even during commercials. I know some of you are going to be watching the football games. You can, It's not that long. His story is not that long that's written. It's a really interesting story. Um, it's not rated uh, PG-13. I think you'll be a little higher than that. But um, uh, he, this is the story of his verse and that's what I'm going to speak on today and we'll carry out uh, the following weeks a few things When he uh, says when her son was born she named him Samson verse 20, 24 and the Lord blessed him as he grew up and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he, w- he lived in Mah- Mahenadin, which is located between the towns of Zorah and uh, Ishtar so We get a picture of when he was born, when he was given his name, and we see that as he grew up, the Lord, uh, starred him, the Holy Spirit starred him, and that he, uh, but, but, but then you, you read, it was kinda simple, really quick to go through it, but when you start walking through his life, and this kid begins to do things that were kinda, wow, you're thinking, what? What well, if you read it? It's captivating. I can read it several times. But I want to point out a few things in that passage I read. Number one uh, is that it says when the son was born, his name was Samson, and the Lord blessed him. And, and so, so the first thing I want to point out is that he was blessed; the Lord blessed him. Okay. The second thing I said, and the spirit of the Lord began to stir him up. Okay. What's the second thing? Um, uh, he, he will... Uh, began to stir him up. That stirring is when you start feeling like, I have a call. I haven't been called to go. Th- it's, my life is just. Go- I'm, I'm not just for going through the motion, punching in time and going out. That's not why I'm here. How many have ever felt like that? You feel there's more. There's more. I, I, I'm designed to do more. How many ever felt that? Oh no. Let me ask another question. How many have never felt that? We'll have a prayer service for you, just dedicated for you. But I do believe the reason we feel that is because the Lord Himself put that inside of us. Because that is the truth. Okay? So this, at this point, the Lord begins to style Him, him and say, okay, there's a lot more in my life than just hanging around playing video games and watching football. Alright, amen. All right, amen. <laughs> there's a lot more in my life than, than that. A lot more in my life than playing golf every every time I can squeeze in uh, some time. Okay. So the Spirit of the Lord begins to, uh, to to lead him. Okay. So he was blessed. He was called. And the last thing, which is not pointed out in this verse, but you through, see through Samson's life, is that he was anointed. He was anointed. Now, blessings is the hand of God in your life. i got to tell you today that you are a blessed person. The moment you ask Jesus into your life, the blessing of the Lord came upon you. If you haven't already asked Christ in your life, you have an opportunity today to let the Lord bless you. And when you are blessed, you're not just blessed, you're not just saved to go to heaven. If the purpose of being saved was to go to heaven, which is ultimately where we do, I think every time we receive the gospel, every time every one of us receive the gospel, the Lord be like, okay, Susan, take up. But He leaves us here. And we live life because we are called for a purpose. There is a purpose on your life. There is a purpose that we all have as believers. I know one of the ultimate purposes It's really the proclamation of the gospel, because the law says that he wishes above all, he does not wish that anyone would perish, but everyone will come to the knowledge of the truth. Okay, that's our common purpose as believers that we have. And lastly, he was anointed. He was anointed. Now, let me read the anointing, uh, the stories of his anointing, and what the anointing enabled him to do. Why? What is the anointing for? The anointing is the power of God to enable us to do what he has called us to do. You see, you can have good dreams, you can have good visions, you can have good plans, but you need the strength to carry them out. And so the anointing of the Lord is the power of God that gives us the ability to do what God has called us to do. An example... You can write it down, I don't have it up there. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses for me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, to the ends of the earth. He's talking to his disciples. He's telling them, I'm going to leave you right now. For three and a half years, I've walked the planet with you. You've seen how I live. You've seen how I, 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 I minister to people. You've seen how I, I heal the sick. you see how I deliver those that are oppressed. You've seen how I've walked the planet. You've seen the way I've lived my life. And at this point, I'm going to believe in you. And I'm going to assign you to do the same job I was doing. I said, Jesus, you're Jesus. You kidding me? You think about some of the people who isn't trusting this too. Have you read the story of Peter? And they're thinking, God, we want to do what you want us to do. But we don't have what you have. He says, I know that. I know you don't have what I have. But that's what I'm going to give you. That's when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon you, you'll be able to carry out the job that I'm giving you. When the Spirit comes upon you. it says, So don't 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 be in a hurry. You wait, tiring in Jerusalem, the story goes on, until the promise comes. Chapter 2 of Acts, you see where the outpouring of the Holy Spirit comes. And the people of God, someone like Peter, who was, by the way, he was very enthusiastic about stuff, but I think Peter was a lot of up and downs a lot. When Jesus was crucified, Peter had been told that you will deny me. you deny me three times. There's no way, Lord. There's no way. I'm going to die with you. If they're going to kill you, they might as well take me with them. Well, Jesus gets crucified. And guess who's at a bonfire, trying to get warm. And a little old lady says, Hey, are you one of... The people with, with, that kind of walk around with, you're one of them. Hey, lady, you watch. I don't even know who that person is. You watch it, lady. You watch it. Stop it. I'm sure he got really upset with that and eventually she says, okay, I kind of think he's one of them. And Peter flat out does it three times, you know, you remember this story. But in Acts chapter 2, after the Holy Spirit came upon them, people come to check out what's going on. There's a lot of movement. There's a lot of commotion. There's a lot of uh, energy going on in this room. It's kind of like a ballroom in a a hotel kind of room. And as they are checking out, Peter stands out, because some of them thought, oh, these people are a bunch of crazies. They are drunk in the morning. Peter says, these guys are not drunk. Let me tell you what's going on. And Peter gives a heartfelt message to the people that are observing. And he's so bold. And if you read the uh, the sermon in, in Acts chapter 2, you realize he was strong. He says, hey, you guys remember Jesus, the guy from Nazareth? Hey, that was a servant of God. But you guys killed him. That's what he's telling them. A little bit before, hey, I think you're one of them. Leave me alone, I don't even know him. Whoa. Lady, what's up? I don't even know that person. Leave me alone. I don't even know who Jesus is. couple chapters later, not just one little lady, crowds of people Standing around, Peter stands, and he doesn't give him one of those soft messages, he says, you guys killed Jesus. He's so bold. And he preaches his heart out, and the people get convicted, and they say, what shall we do? They ask Peter. And Peter says, you need to repent. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so, what was the difference, I ask you? What was the difference? On on Peter that was so afraid to be called out as one of Jesus' disciples. To the Peter that speaks to multitudes. And he speaks without mincing anything. He speaks the truth. The Holy Spirit came upon him. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he gives you extra power, extra strength Extra ability, not your ability, but God's ability to carry out God's plan in your life. He gives us extra power, extra ability to be bold witnesses for Christ. If he's called you to do anything, maybe you're a student, maybe you're a business owner, maybe you have a dream, maybe you're writing something. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, if it is what God has assigned for you to do, He will give you extra power, extra strength, extra ability to do what you could not do with, on your own strength. Yeah. <laughs> Samson is a guy in the Old Testament. And we know his story and his mighty deeds that he did. And, uh, and I don't have time to go through all of them. That's why you have a Bible. Bible. Go read your Bible. I promise, I promise that story is short. You might actually skip just the first quarter and you'll finish that, that period. But you will see. Let me show you a few series of verses. And just it's really interesting to me. Uh, a couple instances when he was confronted with some, some things. Uh, chapter, uh, verse, uh, four, uh, chapter 14, um, uh, verse 5 and 6. This is Samson going down to a town. He was going... He liked a lady that he was going to go get married. On his way down there, with his parents, something happened. So, verse five says, so Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother. And he came to his, the vineyards of Timna. Now to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a, a young goat. Though he had that, uh, though he had nothing in his hand, couple things. One, to his surprise, something that was gonna destroy him or had the ability to shred him into pieces, (laughs) snap out on him. It was a surprise. He didn't see it coming. How many times do you go through your life? How many times? Do you go through your life? Your things are going all rosy. It's all awesome. You're just having a good time. And bang! To your surprise, something shows up that has the ability to shred you into pieces. Something that has the ability to utterly destroy you. I grew up in Kenya and I, I, and I could tell you, I saw lions all the time. I said this story before for those who are new. We lived in the last development at that time that was the city and we were the last one and there's the Nairobi National Park behind Ayad. The only thing that separated us from the national park was about a mile of woods and an electrical fence. So the electrical fence kept the animals from seeping over. It's the problem with, in Kenya. We lost power all the time. So it was great to have an electrical fence, but i tell you cheetahs and lions. They can get around. My brother's right here. He can tell you stories. He can tell you stories. I remember one time, I'm in my room, we're sleeping at night. Behind our house was this, uh, we had some plumbing problems too. And someone tell me, reminded me this week, there aren't that many good plumbers in Kenya. If you are really thinking business and you're a plumber, <laughs> you might have an opportunity here. <laughs> Lauren, man, you might be a, you might strike a million dollars out there. But I remember there was this uh, drainage that kind of used to kind of, it built a little puddle of water that it wasn't like draining water properly. And sometimes you have a puddle behind on the backyard. And I remember hearing something at night. <laughs> I'm thinking, that is kind of strange. <laughs> I ran up, asked my dad, what is that? We're looking through the window and it's a lion. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, just the, the majestic creature, you are upstairs, it's a concrete building. You know, it's all stock, but it gives you the chills. It gives you the chills. You're thinking, man, what if he just decides to come and bang our door? You know, as a kid, this, this imagination just goes on. Because, but you see how big it is. Here, this guy comes and he says a lion can snuck up on him to his surprise. He had no weapon. He did not have an AK-47 or anything like that. And he says he tore the animal apart as if he was a young goat. But what happened to him? The Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. God had designed, had called Samson to be a deliverer of the people of Israel. He was one of the judges of Israel. He judged Israel for 20 years during a time where they are so tormented by the Philistines. The Philistines were terrorists by nature and their descendants are still terrorists by nature. And they had tormented The Israelites, and at this time, they had dominance over Israel. And God had called out uh, Samson. Even before he was born, God had put an anointing in his life as a deliverer for Israel or against the Philistines. Even before you were born, we talk about his birth, God had already ordained your mission. He's already ordained your mission. There's someone that said, you know, well, but my parents weren't that good. doesn't matter. My parents didn't even plan me. It doesn't matter. They didn't even want me. It doesn't matter. They are accidental parents, but they are no accidental children. God has a purpose in your life. A couple other uh, stories just to kind of um, see the same sequence. This is the Old Testament, people. This is not the time of the New Testament. Verse uh, uh, 14, verse 19. Then the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, and he went down to the towns of Ashkelon, killed 30 men, to, took their belongings, and gave the clothing to the men who had solved his riddle. <laughs> but Samson was furious about what had happened, and he went back to home uh, to live with his father and mother. I, I, I can tell you the story, and I'm going to save time. You read it for yourself. But he took on 30 guys. If you ever watch a UFC fight, you're thinking, these guys are good. But I don't think any one of them can take 30 guys. He took on 30 guys. But what gave him that extra ability? The Spirit of the Lord came upon him. Last one, last example, and then we'll move on. Judges 15, 14. As Samson's arrived in Lehi, the Philistines came shouting in triumph. But the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon Samson, and he snapped the ropes off of his arms as if they were uh, uh, if they were bandstands of flax, and they fell from his wrists. And you can t- imagine the story after that. One other time, he killed a thousand people. You're like, okay, not only was he strong, he also had endurance. Growing up in Kenya, I can, you know, I got a reference with my, my, with my life and then somebody, one of my friends posted something on Facebook yesterday, Lisa. I missed a, a, a track and meet, uh, in Nebraska I was meeting Houston. And it turns out that Carl Lewis was in the Lincoln. I'm like, how did I, in the world did I miss this? But in Kenya they are they're good distant runners. And good, mid-distance mid, 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 mid distance runners, oh boy, I I, I I grew up watching real champions. One of my friends, Richard Chalimo, he remembers, grew up in my neighborhood. He ran, he, as, as 17, he broke the world record in 10,000 10, kilometers, you know. And this guy will try to get me to run. Yes, man, you can do it. So he gave me some nice Nike shoes one time, thinking, man, I'm going to be inspired. <laughs> I will get myself running, you know, so... But I just didn't have the distance in me. I didn't have the endurance. I could go fast, you know. I broke 10 seconds, 11 seconds rather, when I was like 13. I could break 11. So I had some potential fast feet there, but I didn't have the reach of limb or 10K of just keep going. <laughs> but you know, on TV it looks like they're going very. Um, uh, it's like they're jogging. It's a lie. Those guys are not jogging. I went I went one time to, to help them train. I was holding their bags. Two world-class, world-class runners, Richard Chalimo and Paul Taggart. And they, so they brought me to their workout, their regular workout. They're going to try to inspire this young guy or the young kid to maybe run, you know. And so I went in and I watched them, how they worked out. And I'm thinking, what in the world? This guy are running fast for a very long time. It's not like you're saying bolt, BAM! It's done, nine, at least nine seconds and you're done. These guys are running, you can't keep up with them on their workout. And they do it for a couple hours. It's like they're insane. <laughs> to take out a thousand people, not only do you have strength, I know you're saying bolt is really good and very good, but he can't do that. For 10,000 kilometers. Oh no, 10,000 kilometers. 10,000 meters. 10,000 kilometers is something entirely different. (laughs) That's what we'll be doing after Jesus comes back. (laughs) He takes out a thousand people. You think about it. He had power and he also had endurance. Sometimes the problem with us achieving goals and dreams is because... We don't have the strength to continue when we run into obstacles, and especially when challenges go for a very long time. I heard of sometimes we will dig, and we'll throw the towel. If God, if it is from God, if God inspired you, if it is a call from God, God will see you through, yeah. no matter how long it takes, because even the length of time is part of His plan. You, it, that principle remains throughout Scripture. That principle remains in life. You ask me, what kind of movies do you like? I like real-life movies, real-life stories. I can watch real-life stories over and over again. But people that are good enough to have a movie be made out of their lives, and you'll find that that is a common uh, attribute that they possess, an ability to shout even what they feel and even what people are saying and be able to just keep on keeping on well, to be honest, this is not like if you like Trump or if you don't like Trump but you can learn something from him when he announced his race we all laughed, I did his own party says oh, we'll just let him run himself down because now I'm in to win I won't enter if I won't win that's his ego, by the way, but. But, you know, there are a lot of people that have said all sorts of things within his party and within the opposite party. They've attacked him, his family, his integrity, his business, his what, his what everything about him, call him a son of a devil. But on Friday, he was the man that was inaugurated as president of the USA. We can learn something from that. People will mock you. People will say, you can't do it. People say, it's never been done before. That's right. It's never been done before. And God's put you on earth to do some things that have never been done before. Experience sometimes messes with us. Because they tried it and couldn't do it. Well... It's never been done before. No one has ever killed a thousand people before before Samuel. before Samson, it had never been done before. And he did it. The dream you have in your heart that God put in your heart, he put in your heart because he believes it can't be done. Don't tell me it cannot be done. With God, all things are possible. I'm going to close, and then we'll continue this series uh, as we go. And how many are receiving something from God? (laughs) How many... I want to jump to the end. You think, how do I go there? I want you to... The verse I read before, I'm going to read it again. And there's a sequence that I want you to see. And we'll talk a little bit about it next week, okay? Let me read it back one more time, one last time to close. It says, when the sun... Was born, when her son was born, this is Samson's mother, she named him Samson. And the Lord blessed him as he grew up. And the Spirit of the Lord began to stir him while he lived in Mahenadan, which is located between the towns of Zorah and Ishtal. He was blessed. He was called. He was anointed. Say that with me. Blessed, called, anointed. You are Blessed, you are called, you are anointed. Now tell it to yourself. I am blessed, I am called, I am anointed. You're blessed because you know the Lord. And God called you with a purpose. Not just to... this. this your time on earth is for not for nothing. God has a purpose in your life. And if He has a purpose in your life, He's, going, he's given us the power. His Holy Spirit empowers us to carry out the calling that he has over our lives. But you notice the sequence. I'm gonna just share it with you a little bit. You could do a little bit more research later and we'll speak about it next week, okay? Okay. First and foremost, it is so, the, the little details in the Bible can speak so much volume. We are told he was born. He was born. What happens when we come to Christ? What, what, what terminology does the Bible call? We are born again. Is that right? Unless a a person is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Unless a person is born of the spirit, he cannot see. You get the theme there. It's the idea of a fresh beginning. Born again. A fresh start. Our God is a God of new opportunities. He was first born. And the second thing he says then she named him Samson she gave him an identity she gave him an identity he was a unique person he knew who he was okay and lastly it says that he began to grow that's when the blessing came okay number 3 you could go down to number 3 It goes to investing in personal growth. The blessing came in sequence as he grew. Are you with me? It says, and the Lord blessed him him as he grew. There are times, I'm going to end with this, and we'll finish those three things next week, and we'll go in details. There are times that we are waiting for God to do something, to come something, and yet God is waiting for us. I'm gonna end with that thought, and we'll continue next week, because I believe that God is setting us cause to do great things in 2017. He's causing us to go to do things that have never been done before, and He's gonna anoint us to carry out The plans that he already has in store for us. Amen? Amen. Did you receive a word from the Lord this morning?